What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future pre-state of Greater Idaho, where I got kicked out of another doctor's office. I am the one-armed madman. And from the badlands of southern Montana, it's Nolan5150. What's up, dude? Hey, man, just uh, getting ready for this uh, freaking the, the winter darkness and the cold. Winter is coming. Yeah, it it turned. It literally <laughs> was like amazing, perfect, warm weather, and just instantly, boom. Feels like uh, we're yeah, right in winter. Yeah, it's still pretty nice here. I mean, it's been getting getting cold at night, but uh, I still got leaves on the trees outside, which is good because it, when they start coming down, boy, do they start coming down. <laughs> so, anyways, I uh, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday. And, uh, this is with the doctor. I think I told you about when I, I had this online appointment and, um, they were like giving me the rundown over COVID. Like, where have you traveled in the last month? Have you tested positive? Do you know anybody who's tested positive? And I'm like, it's a fucking phone conversation. Like why on earth could you possibly need to know that? Like, can, can you please and, put a uh, mask on, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and they kept going, well, you have to answer these questions. And I'm like, I don't have to do anything. And I'm like kind of having fun with them. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to answer this. So yeah. like we can do this run around all day, but I'm not going to answer these questions. And so then I go through the doctor's appointment and uh, at the end, she's like, so I heard you had an incident with the staff. I'm like, incident. I refuse to answer their questions. What, what do you mean an incident? Did I, <laughs> did I shoot up the place and I can't remember? What are we talking about here? So she like scolds me like a like the bad little boy that I am. And you know, I 3 months down the line I have another appointment. They do the same thing. I don't I, I make sure at this point I'm not even going to like come close to raising my voice or being argumentative at all. I'm just like, "No, I'm not going to answer." And they were like, "Well, you need to answer." I'm like, "No, I don't." <laughs> so I just yeah. went through the whole thing. She didn't say anything in the appointment because what's she really going to say? And uh, they set an appointment for another. Th- this goes, this is like seven, six, seven months ago now, at least. So I had an appointment last month and we're like, they threw some new sleeping pills at me and like, let's come back in a month, see how it works. So I come back this month and I'm like, yeah, those sleeping pills didn't work. They w- did the opposite. They just made me feel like shit and I couldn't fucking sleep and yada, yada, yada. And then she started giving me the rundown. Like, well, we've tried everything at this point. Anything else we try is going to be you know, interact drug interactions and that it could just be dangerous for you. So it, it, we need to look at your lifestyle. <laughs> and I'm like, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know? And I, I, I kind of get irritated at this point because she's irritating me. And, uh, I, I kind of go off and I'm like, I've been hearing that bullshit since I got hurt. It went all through the hospital. It went, you know, after the hospital. And then I was on lorazepam and oxycodone together for five years and nobody said a goddamn thing and then one day boom a computer notification comes up sorry you can't take that anymore it's gonna kill you it's like (laughs) what are we what are we doing here how many people really die of this shit every year and and i'm like and i I go into that she's like well you know you get comfortable taking them then you just take extra and i'm like and i have i ever ran out of pills yeah no yeah let's look 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 at the actual What kind of risk are we running here yeah exactly you know 
And then she goes, you know, you're irritated today. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't been <laughs> Bitch, sleeping. You're That's irritating why I'm seeing me. you. Yeah. And I'm like, that, I haven't been sleeping. That's why I'm here today. You know? And she's like, I, I'm just going to wait. And she just sits there quietly. And I'm like, wait for what? And she goes, you're irritated. So I'm just going to wait. She's going to wait you out. And at this point, I'm getting more irritated. And I just go, I wait like five or 10 seconds. I go, what do you want from me? She's like, I'll just wait. And I was like, all right, this is going nowhere. Like, do we need to do another appointment or what? And she's like, you know, I don't have to take this. And I think it would be better if you found another provider. You have a history of being argumentative with the staff. And I go, oh, okay, so that's what this is about. Yeah. This is about COVID. Mm -hmm. You can't remember what I told you last month, but you remember me not wanting to answer questions about COVID six months ago. That's what this is about. She's like, no, that's not what this is about. I'm like, and why'd you bring it up? Well, I didn't bring it up. I'm like, you just did. <laughs> and she did this on two other occasions. She was like, I never said that. I'm like, you just said it. And she's like, no, I didn't. And then like two minutes go past and I go, well, there, you just said it again. She's like, no, I didn't. I was like, you literally said it two minutes ago. You said you didn't say it. You say it again. I catch you again. And at this point, she's like, well, we're just going to have to be done. I'm like, all right, what, what's going to happen with my medications? And she's like, well, I'll write you three months worth of medications. And then she starts going into this lecture. And I'm like, if we're done, I don't need the lecture. Are we done? And I just fucking hung up on her. So I don't even know if I'm getting pills this month. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I've got another doctor appointment this week, and and they they really you know they really care about their patient. It's clear. Yeah, it's amazing. Like this is a mental health provider. Yeah, and it's amazing how quick they will kick you to the curb when your mental health isn't where they think it should be. Yeah, right. <laughs> At one point, she was like, "You're sitting around the house smoking pot and napping all day," and I was like, "I told you last month that I can't afford to smoke pot anymore, <laughs> and I haven't taken a nap in two years." And then at one point, she's like, you're projecting onto me. And I was like, you are projecting a lifestyle onto me that I do not have. And then she was like, well, you don't get any exercise. I'm like, I work out in my yard every day. She goes, that's not work. I go, well, what is it? She goes, it's not work. Go, well, what is it? And she just kept, it's not, it's not work. And I was like, lady, I've moved 12 yards of rock by hand this year. Hand. That's singular. Singular. <laughs> like, I think I've done more work. In this summer than yeah. you have done in your entire career. Like, physical labor. You know what really irritated me about this woman? It was right off the bat. And I don't know if I said she was a woman. Yeah, I did. But you could tell. Anyways. <laughs> she had, she catfished. She catfishes her picture. So she has like her picture from when she was in medical school. But she's like 50. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like her picture, every time you go to her web, like an email or when you go to do the video thing, it's this good looking girl, but she's like 50. It's like, what you, you can't, you can't even be real with your own fucking picture. And I'm supposed to take mental health advice from you. That's like, that's kind it's of always a, amazing when fat, point. It's, yeah. it's always amazing when like fat, overweight, like out of shape people tell you that your lifestyle is not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, lady. <laughs> Ex Fuck you. Exercise this. Yeah, I mean, 
you just sit around. All th- I, I, like I literally told you last month, I can't afford to smoke pot. For all she knows, I haven't smoked pot since. She didn't ask. Yeah, right? No. Yeah. Didn't ask. Didn't ask how things were going, you know, just right away. And I think that she was sick of me for some reason. A lot of times these, these uh, doctors hit a brick wall where they don't know what to do anymore, and they can tell that I know what they don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. And it's just an awkward situation for them to be in where they just have to, like, kind of hem-haw around saying, I don't know what to do. So I think she was kind of maybe looking for an opportunity. Maybe that's why she threw out the COVID thing. You have a history of being argumentative uh-huh. with the staff. And, and and then trying to, trying to um, like, wait you out because she knew that would just yeah. irritate you more and... I've been going to that office since I moved here. Eight years. I have one arg like not even an argument. I was yeah, argumentative. You just, you just refused that doesn't mean I got in an argument. I was argumentative. Questions. Yeah. One time on the phone and now I have a history. Yeah. But against it, my eight year history of non eventful appointments. Mm-hmm. I have a history. And it, and it's and it's all um it's all based around COVID and you know, I, I've I've seen it. Um, uh, Roy's had issues at his doctor's because of the same things, like mask regulations and shit like that. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the exact same kind of stuff. But um, this is at least the fifth doctor. I've I tried to count them all out. And my memory's pretty bad, but I counted at least five since I moved here. So it's not all me. Like I mean, it's it's not. All the, like it's I'm not, not an issue. a little bit, but this out of all of them, this is the this is the weirdo one. Like everyone, you know, like it's like okay, I did this for that, and this happened. This one, this one was just the oddball weirdo out of all of them. But I was all fired up yesterday. I was pissed that we weren't recording. I was like, damn, I was on a fucking roll, <laughs> just bitching and complaining to myself. <laughs> Anyways. I got an episode planned for us tonight. This one should be kind of fun. I've been uh, I've been collecting clips from shows that I've been watching for the past couple months. So we're going to go, we'll do some sci-fi, we'll do some Jack Ryan, and we'll even dip into some old TV because I've been watching some old TV too. So let's get into it. The first one we're going to go to. So you know me. I love a good B-movie, right? Like I think the last time you were here, I, I showed you... Iron Sky, Coming of Age, like that's one of the all-time great like B movies out today. You know, uh, what's <laughs> yeah. the other one? Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell, yeah. where they literally filmed in sand dunes and then used like blue lens and fake snow. I mean, come on, these are these are brilliant films. So when I saw The Black Demon with, um, gosh, I can't remember this guy's name, but everybody will recognize him, Josh something. And uh, I was like, oh, this one's going to be good. Like, this guy knows how to overact. We've got a megalodon. This is going to be a winner. So, like, this thing had every fucking chance to be a great fucking B-movie. And then I watched it. You know, you can't escape. Even in, like, a B-horror movie. Here it is. The Black Demon. We're not gonna make it, are we? Oh, senor. Mm-hmm. First time I expected to It's my first year on the job. She was beautiful. 
administration just rolled back all those regulations. Trump. Companies like Nixon Oil down to places like this and implement their own self-inspection procedures. Take them out of the country, destroy them in there. My very first test, she just... She failed miserably. I hope that over time I'd be able to help make improvements to her. So when I got back to shore, good. I drafted my report. so much ridiculous bullshit I, you see what i mean like you can't even escape into a fucking horror movie they hammer you with climate change and anti-capitalist fucking propaganda like right away it was all good the administration mm-hmm. trump mm-hmm. just rolled back all those regulations it was all everything was above the level and then orange man came in and just destroyed everything yeah the, like, and they, he was trying to make sure everything was going to be safe you know, and uh, and then got pressured into signing off on on subpar shit. 
like, well, you you chose to do that because you wanted the money. You let them pressure you. You sh- if you you know yeah. if you had a fucking spine, you would have just said, uh, no thanks, uh, see ya. Yeah, and I'm not here to defend the oil industry. These are dirty, dirty, terrible people. Oh yeah. But the point is, is they're trying to blame this all on capitalism and the oil industry. If it wasn't for these rich fat cats up top. You know, everything would be above the level with regulations, and Trump just came in and destroyed all of that. Mm-hmm. And we're destroying their towns down there. You, We've been to Rosarito. We've surfed right in Rosarito. You remember that there's that fucking oil rig, right? Do you remember having oil slick, like, up and down your wetsuit when you got out of there? Because I sure don't. I remember we got ran out of there by a whale. That was the cleanest, clearest fucking water I've ever seen in my life. We literally got ran out of there by a group of whales. We were like, ah, fuck this. That's those are humpback whales. We're out of here. Yeah. But dude, it was it was crazy. Like it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. We didn't catch one wave, I don't think, but you know. Hey, but we paddled out. It was still awesome. <laughs> yeah, we paddled out. And you know, the whole time they're flashing these images of like climate change, death and destruction, and oil, little ducks with oil on it, and blah, 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 blah. And they're insinuating again that this is, you know, the oil industry and capitalism. There was this thing uh, I remember that just happened one year ago called Nord Stream 2. You remember something about that? Uh, it was yeah. the, the largest yeah. act of industrial terrorism in human history. It also released the most CO2 into the atmosphere in history. In history. Most greenhouse gases in history. That was not capitalism. That was good old Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. Freaking crazy. And then there are fires, fires everywhere. Oh my God, the fires. We've been covering fires since the beginning. I have my mother and her sister have both had their houses burned down now. What are the fucking odds of that? Yeah. Probably not In very likely. 20th century yeah. America, 21st century America. What are the odds of that? I mean, less than in 1980, apparently. Right. At this point. Like, seriously. It, it's crazy. And these are all government taking over the land, not taking care of it. What happened in Maui? They didn't have water because all the water was being diverted. It, the power, the the entire area was dry. You know, water was stolen. All of these public officials now stepping down as soon as they're being questioned. They didn't turn the fucking sirens on. Yeah. It, and they said, oh, we couldn't because they, it would have pushed people into the fire. Dude, that- it says on their own fucking website that it can be used for fires. They're like, oh, we can't. It can't be used for fires. It says on your own website, and then the guy quits the next day. See, that— Health reasons. That that bullshit pisses me off so much. Uh, people that are—whether um, you're elected or not, people that are in charge of public issues and, um, pu- like, in charge of people's well-being— fuck up whether on purpose or not fuck up royally and then like you said as soon as they're questioned or anything oh be just because you quit means you're no longer no longer um held responsible or liable or you don't have to answer for what the fuck you just basically let happen yeah and they want this fucking you know this narrative of like i was a bright-eyed bushy-tailed you know, ethical young lad. And then I got into this business and it just corrupted me to the core. 
you know, yeah. one thing led to another. And it's like, yeah, it didn't have anything to do with me. It was just this evil business, this evil capitalism yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, turning me into a demon. It's just a, it has nothing to do with me at all. Just a, I didn't like those bottles of wine. I don't even like that Corvette. I drove it. I bought it because it was a union vehicle. I... <laughs> It was just it was just some uh, decent looking uh, you know upstanding upscale dude with a with a jumbo jet and took me out to an island for a weekend and yeah. I, I didn't know she was under eighteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know we've got a little clip that will tie into that later. I, man, I've got a bit of a conspiracy theory going right now. I think that the left might want uh, like eight years of Republicans right now. Oh, hundred percent. Think about it. Yeah. No, I, I how are yeah. they gonna how are they gonna push climate change, keep pushing it if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and it just keeps going and going and going and they don't actually do anything about it because they're not. Nothing can be done about it. like we can't go all electric, we can't go all green, like this is just not gonna happen. So how can they keep saying we're gonna do something, we're gonna do something if eight you know, four, eight, twelve years, if we get you know, four more years of, they don't want Trump, but if we get eight years of DeSantis, now they've got themselves a nice boogeyman mm -hmm. that they can, oh, we got to get this guy out so we can just spend more money on climate change because then we, we got to get in there and now we have to undo everything he did and that's going to take four years and, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll throw some more money across the pond and everywhere else, but it's just going to take time. So now we've got eight years of, of Gavin. So we're going to need another four of AOC other, you know, and then we're really going to be getting, now we're into 2030. Now we're really getting cooking with gas. Mm -hmm. I mean, electric energy, <laughs> cooking with electric energy, yeah, yeah. not gas. Dude, that's I, bad. <clears throat> you can't, you can't cook with gas. <laughs> I've, I've had that kind of like broad stroke, um, um, concept, uh, of, you know, they, they, it has to go back and forth. This is why I stopped kind of believing in the election, election yeah. process a long time ago. Uh, it, it, you know, that you have like eight years of Bush. So you, you satisfy all that conservative right wing. Um, there was, they hated him so much. Yeah. And, and then, and then, you know, that stirs up all the liberal For valid left, reasons. leftists. Yeah. And, and then, and then, okay, so, so now after that, then you got to give them, you got to give them a little bit of time of some, you know, left wing liberal president. And then over a little bit of time, then the right just starts getting riled up. And to keep, keep that balance, it, you got to go back and forth a little bit. You got to give, give the right, yep. right a win. You got to give the left a win. It's got to go back and forth. Otherwise, you know, eventually enough people will be fed up and probably fucking actually do yeah. something about it. Yeah. Which can't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, think about how much they hated him for eight years. He was just the devil to them. And now he's yucking it up with Ellen and Oprah and he's just another <laughs> one of the good old boys. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. It's funny how that happens. Like all the things that they hated him for, like were valid. A lot of it, a lot of it was just stupid distraction type of shit. But like now that he's out and we know that he launched a war on a complete fucking lie and killed a million people, 500,000 children. And yeah. it's like, hey, he's doing oil paintings. They're beautiful, aren't they? <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah.
But you know, <laughs> just vote in Ron DeSantis and he's gonna fix everything. Uh huh. He that motherfucker yeah. looks like a giant fucking patsy to me. Yeah, he's a fucking tool. I don't trust him at all. I was just watching the the Republican debate before we got jumped on. Oh boy, and Vivek really fucking turncoated on us. I think I'll have a clip in a couple weeks or whenever, but he really turncoated. Anyways. I've got another clip here. This is from uh, the golden age of TV, the 90s. Or, uh, oh, actually, not the 90s. This is from the year 2000. So right at the, the end of the golden age. And this is a show called Andromeda with Kevin Sorbo. You know Kevin Sorbo? Yeah, I know the name. Played Hercules. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, he got ran out of Hollywood because he's a fucking Christian conservative. Oh, man. Essentially. Yeah, so he was, that will not he was on the wrong side of Hollywood. Along, Yeah, it's just you can't do it. So anyways, this is a show Andromeda. And in this scene that we're going to watch, they had just accidentally traveled back in time, 300 years. So they end up at this battle, this big battle that took place that kind of changed the history of the galaxy for the next 300 years. And what happened is, is um, historical records varied between there are 500 ships and 1,500 enemy ships. So... They get back and they realize, oh, crap, the ones with 1500 was right, except we are now here and they didn't show up in the other ones because we destroyed them. So the captain is debating his decision right now. Do I, you know, mess with time or do I kill these 1500 enemy ships? And he's having a conversation with with uh, Rev Bem, who's a really great character. He's got great makeup. Um, he's just a really cool character. He's called a Magog and Magog is your worst nightmare. He, they're the creepiest, nastiest aliens in, in almost all of cinema, I think. So they're like basically animals with technology. They eat intelligent beings and they reproduce through rape. So they rape you and then their fucking babies eat you from the inside out in a slow agonizing death. So if you don't get eaten, you get eaten slowly after you've been raped. <laughs> and Rev Bem is like one of these guys who did, figured out that this is not the way to be. And he's kind of like a man of God. So he's going to have himself a, a chat here with the captain. May I? I'd like to be alone for a while if you don't mind. I understand. I myself prefer solitude while doing mathematics. How do you know? Oh, it wasn't difficult. In fact, I suspect I could guess the equation. Let me see. 1,000 ships. Average crew size, 100. Simple multiplication. 100,000 people. How can I even consider it? Dylan, fate brought you to this battle. Destiny demands your actions. I know this is not easy for you, but perhaps you are merely a tool of divine will. That's a nice excuse. Humans have been using it since the dawn of time. I had to kill my enemies. It's what God wanted. Just because humans use it as an excuse does not negate the possibility. What kind of divine plan requires the deaths of tens of thousands of people? Tiger, tiger burning bright in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye 
good brain died fearful symmetry. Humans have been asking this question since the dawn of time. My people don't bother. We Magog know the divine exists. We know it created the stars and the planets, soft wings and the gentle rain. We also know he created nightmares because he created us. You're saying it created this situation. You ask me how this could be God's way. My answer is this. How can it not be? The divine lives in all places. But most importantly, the divine lives here. And here. This is my mathematics. I leave you to your What a great scene, huh? That's fucking heavy. I love it. I thought that was a great fucking scene. This is one of the first episodes. I think this is like episode six. So right off the bat, they're just coming in heavy. Like, this is not something you're going to see on TV today. This is not, they don't even want you to have this conversation with yourself because God cannot exist because if God exists, there is something greater than the establishment, essentially. Yeah. And you know, this, it takes you back to like Oedipus, what I was telling you, you know, the story of Oedipus I studied in school my last semester where Oedipus is fated to kill his father and marry his mother. So he takes off and leaves his family right as, as soon as he can. He goes, I, I can't be, you know, I can't be going down this fate. I need to change it. So I'm going to go. And he goes, but thinking that he's now escaped his fate, he doesn't live as a virtuous man, and he goes and he murders an innocent man just for kind of pissing him off and being... It was like a road rage incident, essentially. He murders this man. Man turns out to be a king. He goes and marries the old the old king's queen and comes to find out down the line that he was actually adopted. And there he went and killed his father and married his mother. So, you know, this is... a. a a, uh, an argument that we've been having since the ancient Greeks, 2,400 years ago, they were talking about this stuff. You know, what do you do? Do you, in this situation, especially like at this, I kind of look at this as like, you're kind of getting a look at God's plan and you're presented with this opportunity. What do I do? Do I trust in the plan or do I say, I don't think the plan is good, and I think that I know better than you? And who's to say that your decision is going to turn out better than the original plan? Yeah, well, I mean, it, like you said, if, like, if, you, knew, if you knew your fate, it, it, you know, fate is not, it's nothing you can change. bite you in the butt. Yeah, and, and just like your, the story just told, you know. <clears throat> you can't escape it. Uh, that's, I feel like I've, you know, I mean, I, I kind of accepted that. I feel like there is, you know, a bit of a, bit of a plan for kind of everybody. And it's that eternal fight and debate of, you know, do you, do you like fight 
to like make make moves or do whatever or do you uh, do you sit back and just let shit happen and would it matter if you did yeah. either one uh, you know <laughs> Be- yeah i think that our choices matter i think that what i do matters i don't think that there's just some you know timeline that's that's already written out i think that we are presented with a choice within boundaries if that makes sense yeah so you are you're going to be presented with opportunities to make yourself a better person or go down the wrong path just like with our last character in the uh in the uh, monster movie he should have just said hey look man i'm 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 not going to do this i can find a better job i have a good education or i wouldn't have gotten a job here I have skills that I've learned in the time that I've been here. I'm going to go take my skills elsewhere and make money doing a job where I can lay my head down at night and sleep because that is more important to me than a couple extra zeros. And maybe if you do the right thing, he'll end up like that Tim Ballard cat that, you know, he quit his job where he was going to make a million dollars over this, you know, millions of dollars over this amount of time and said, you know what, I'm going to go the dangerous route. Now he's far, he's, so much wildly better off that it's unimaginable and he got to help people in the way. So it's, you know, you're presented with an opportunity. Do you take the safe route or do you have to do the hard thing? Yeah. And in this situation, he did the hard thing. He killed, he killed the people. He was not happy about it, but he did it. He did the hard thing. And you know, that's a tough one because the hard thing is quite unethical in this case, yeah. you know, these aren't innocent people. These are people who have slaughtered and, you know, they they are slavers. These are not good people that he was debating over killing. But doesn't mean that they're all bad people. As a whole, they're bad. As a whole, our government is horrible. We're the, the world's terrorists. But individually, if you go down the line, there's a lot of good people in this country. Yeah. More than bad. Otherwise, it wouldn't be held together the way it is. Yeah, you hope. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I just thought that was a great scene. I could have picked any of, I don't even, I could have clipped 20 scenes from the first 10 episodes that I've watched in this season. And this is just not really shit that you're seeing on TV today. So we're going to go to what has been voted the greatest science fiction trilogy of all time, Foundation. So Foundation is Isaac Asimov's brilliant series. Elon Musk had it in the, in the dashboard of the Tesla that he shot up into space. Like this is the real deal. And, and this TV show that they made is just a complete bastardization of the original, but I watch it anyways, because I have to see, you know what they're doing. And (sighs) I picked a, I I picked a, a, an interesting one and then kind of a fun one. So we'll do the interesting one here first. So let's do uh a little bit of a lead in. That is the prime radiant. Contained within it is the entirety of psychohistory. I drew you here to give it to you. I can teach Denizel to read it. I should probably preface. Psychohistory is a scientific way of telling the future. A computer passed from one artificial intelligence to another. The fate of humankind will be determined by those of us who are actually human. This is built by royal warrant. You give me something I already own, Selden. I'd have preferred another atomic ashtray. This is not a game. 
General. The Foundation is in retreat. The Invictus has been disabled. There. It's all finished now. What my orders have her? We're about to find out, General. I meant everything I said. I'm prepared to show your people mercy. In exchange for what? Admit that your math is flawed, and I will spare Terminus. Why? Is that simple? It's easy. Whatever happens today, this is about survival for all of us. The future is invented every second. I'm not bluffing, Selden. Invent a better one. I'll give you what you want, Day. Psycho history is real. So there it is. That's the same fucking scene that we just saw in the monster movie. You've got a big decision. Do I do the easy thing or do I take the hard road? And in this case, the easy thing would be to lie and say, oh, my math is flawed. Yeah. Some, you know, maybe Empire is not going to fall. And the whole reason he's ostracized is because he came up with a math that predicted that empires fall. And like he says, big whoop, all empires fall. Like this is not a, yeah. a revolutionary statement. You know what I mean? But as any empire would, yeah, like, no, not this empire. But, you know, Day is the emperor is essentially threatening to destroy an entire planet of people if he doesn't lie and say that the math is flawed. And he can't do it. He goes, hey, you know, I'm not going to lie. If we want to build a better future and make, because what his math has predicted is that there's going to be, the empire is going to fall and then there's going to be this massive dark ages throughout the entire galaxy. And the only way to speed that transition up is through psycho history and, and restarting a new empire. So got to burn down the empire to build a better one, essentially, which is every you know, great dictators fucking dream. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, psycho history is what all these, these people in charge want. This is the Keynesian dream, being able to model human behavior, like tell the future. Yeah. Harry Seldon is essentially the ultimate, ultimate economist. He can, he can't really predict the movements of individuals, but over time, over large periods of people, he can predict with certainty. That is the Keynesian dream. Hey, we can just print money forever because we can predict what people are going to do. Problem is, that isn't fucking possible. You can't predict human action. This is Austrian economics 101. Like, there is no macroeconomics. It's all micro. Everything is done on the individual level. Individuals determine prices because... You can ask $100 a pot for whatever it is you're selling, but if I'm only willing to give you 50, the price is 50. Mm -hmm. And sure that gets out of control in different in different aspects, but really only when government comes in. Like with energy, we've discussed over and over again how energy has a monopoly because of government. You get less of it when you want more of it because you're always going to have shortages whenever there's price controls. Just how it is. They've got better places to send their energy when you need more of it. Google's always going to be lit up longer than you. There's nothing to do with capitalism. That's all, you know, fascism, government, and capitalism combined, crony capitalism. This is not how the system should be working, but <laughs> it is. Anyways, I thought that was interesting because, you know, 
we're looking at the same scene from a different angle uh-huh. and watching a different, you know, and there's aspects of this show that is good. Like the, the guy who plays the emperor, he's great. He's fucking good. He's a bad dude. <laughs> like you believe it. Like this is a bad freaking dude. You do not want to be on this guy's bad side. He will destroy your entire planet. If you piss him off, that's one person. That's the guy. Whole planet gone. That's just what he'll do. That's the guy that looks like he's going to the Met Gala. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I yeah. said, they they cast him great. Yeah. Like, and we'll get into a little bit more after this next quote. After this next one, but uh, let's watch. After uh, this is basically the next scene in the show. Hey, what's going on? Oi, asked you a question. You dropped a ship into my palace. It deserves a reply. Now we see the real day. <laughs> General, we stand ready, Empire. Concussion mines will drive the Invictus into the planet. Palace one, one to destiny, do you read? Palace one to destiny, do you read? Oh, oh, oh. Hey, General. Oh, fuck. Oh, we lost your signature. Where are you? The night side terminus? No, oh, on the surface. Ship's gone. No this is the head general in the, in the military. You have your orders, General. This is a father-son relationship, right? No. <laughs> okay. All right, just check. <laughs> Open fire.
Year's Day at the end, just all fucking. Well, that's why I left it in there. Uh, I mean, first of all, does that look like the leader of a military that can dominate an entire galaxy? Uh, the uh, bawling and crying oh, over his yeah. fucking boy toy. Yeah. I mean, dude, they're like forty years apart. When do you think <laughs> that relationship started? Uh, probably, That's, probably that was the first thing I thought when I saw that relationship. I was like, "This is pedophilia." Well, this yeah, is a nod my, to pedophilia. Was, they were, they were, they've been together forever. My, my this first, is the right kind of yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. My first question: was, Why else would they cast such an old general? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it. Uh, my first question was, like I said, uh, was because I, yeah. I haven't seen the rest of it, so I was like, I was leaning yeah. more towards uh, lovers, but it. Uh, you know, I wasn't hundred percent sure. So, um, yeah, uh, he, I mean, they, they probably didn't actually, you know, dock each other until after he graduated the, the academy. <laughs> of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. Duh, man. Oh, I just couldn't believe that. It, and again, we're supposed to believe that. This is the empire that has spanned an entire galaxy for hundreds of years. And you go, okay, well, Day, he's a psychopath. So maybe it's just one bad emperor, right? The emperor clones himself. So he's just a clone over and over and over again. So this is the same guy. You cannot be a psychopath and rule an entire galaxy for hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean... We can't even rule over other countries for fucking 20 years and 40 years. We lose control so goddamn fast. It's crazy. The thought that you're going to be able to rule over an entire empire, allow that type of shit to go on in your military. Like, I mean, are we really supposed to believe that there is any military in history that would let the commanding officer and the first mate have a sexual relationship or a romantic relationship? That's crazy. You lived on base. That's crazy. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's been <laughs> far enough. Uh, well, you know, isn't shit. there isn't there something something to be said about uh, you know, like, well, I mean, maybe maybe if you know, I guess the you know, what was it? Yeah, it. that's what I was gonna say. The Spartans. You know, if <laughs> if you if you're you know if you love the the person that you're fighting with to your left and your right, uh, aren't you going to fight that much harder? Uh, <laughs> Maybe? Uh, I don't know. Man. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Why not? Why not? Let them fucking BJ each other up. Who kids this shit? As long as, long as they're, as long as they're uh, on the front line. Uh, it's wild how much these shows lean on CGI, isn't it? Like... Andromeda is a great show. It had horrible CGI. They had like in the first season, I think they probably only have like three or four different angles of the ship. They're just not like, but it doesn't matter. They've got great sets. The costumes are awesome. And they were having great fucking conversations. Like we just watched essentially the same scene over and over and over again. They didn't bring God into the equation, any of them, except to, you know, quote a poem that had nothing to do. It had more to do with their relationship than the decision itself. Like he did, the general didn't even give a shit about the rest of the people. 
Like, I, I'm going to kill millions of people, but I only give a shit about the one. So, you know, it's, it, there's no, it's such a different dynamic. Just the way it's presented, the moral decision that they're having. This is over, do I end a relationship or, or, um, you know, oppose empire? Opposed to like, do I oppose God or go with, you know, the plan? Like, these are just stupid moral moral dilemmas that they're putting themselves in i just i hate that like the tv that we saw growing up that was really great in those types of ways really just done well you can go back and watch you know stargate sg1 brilliant fucking show again like really difficult questions that they're they're battling with transhumanism you know time travel all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and in great sci-fi, always has God involved to some level because... It has to. God it's, is like the it, ultimate sci-fi figure. Yeah. And like all of the great works all have it come into play somehow. And this this new shit just really doesn't. They just kind of want to brush it off like, eh, you know, we've got better things to do. Holy crap, we're already 51 minutes in. Let's see, how many more? We'll skip that one. All right, so now we're going to go to Jack Ryan. This is a show about the CIA. And uh, the first clip I was going to play was with one of the stars of the show where they ask him, like, what were you surprised about when you went to the CIA? And he was like, you know, I was surprised. Like, how diverse they were. There were people there that looked like me, and I'm black. Imagine that. The CIA has black people in it. And it's like, this is what you fucking found interesting about going to the CIA diversity yeah so are, are the cia giving you your talking points right now or <laughs> yeah. is this actually you That's because I, I, essentially question. these guys I, I i would say everybody on these shows are spooks everyone you know what i was just thinking of it's crazy who would have guessed that we would have discussed alien rape two weeks in a row uh i thought about that yeah it, but but it, it two weeks it, in a it row was flipped. Alien it was rape. flipped you know, last week it was yeah. us raping aliens. This week it's aliens exactly. raping us. Equal opportunity raping. Great. Like, who would have had that on their bingo card? <laughs> Too hard for the radio. Come get it, folks. All right. So, anyways, back to the CIA. Um, we've got... <laughs> last season was was Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. We got to go after Russia. Russia's evil. Now, this season, CIA gets woke. Please, I cannot sit until you do. Acting director, yes. I was told this meeting might be premature. It's certainly possible. But then, I watch your speech. If it was sincere, you are undoubtedly the most enlightened CIA director since its inception. She's woke. All I can help is to be of service. I feel the same. My concern is that your political system does not support enlightenment. Because it doesn't. I feel the same of my own. When you can't tell whether the lights come from electricity or fires. Fires. Nothing can be certain. Tell me. What is it like? A woman of your color. In your position. In your country. Well, that depends on the day. 
humor me. Empowering, stressful, isolating. And you must negotiate the legacy beneath your feet. Stressful, isolating. You work for the CIA, lady. Isn't that the fucking job? High stress by yourself? That is a spy. That is what spies do. Mm -hmm. What did you think? You were going to go into the CIA and everything was going to be rainbows and sunshine? <laughs> fucking wild. And then, so to go further into this, they bring in the old president who's, you know, supposed to be the enemy. And they say, hey, I didn't kill the last president. I didn't kill him either. Well, let's all work together to find out who did. Because obviously the U.S. government never goes and throws <laughs> overthrows regimes and kills people. We just don't do that. Nope. But, you know, that was, Nolan, that was the last CIA. That was the white CIA. Never have, never will. <laughs> Yep. You know, we got it. We actually, we've got an article this week. Judge rules 9-11 defendant unfit for trial after CIA torture made him psychotic. That was the whites. The whites did it. Not anymore. Nope. This is the new CIA. The new CIA uh, is this headline. CIA bribed its own COVID-19 origin team to reject lab leak theory. That's the new CIA doing God's work. Or even better. Fauci secretly went to CIA headquarters to influence COVID-19 origin probe. God's work. Crazy. Fucking CIA. Yeah, we'll help you. Uh-huh. Help you. Help help put somebody better in charge. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, they, they really fucked up because this show came out in, like, 2018, I think, before, um, you know, the CIA decided to go woke. So they cast a white guy to play Jack Ryan, which, you know, kind of a fuck up because now Jack Ryan comes in white knighting and saving the day for everybody. They should have had a black guy in there. Would have been better. They're not thinking ahead. Well, their ESG store chat GPT will suffering for that for sure. It, yeah, maybe Chat GPT will figure it out next time for him. <laughs> All right. So um here we got Jack Ryan after doing his big long investigation on the border where they showed all this amazing scientific equipment that was doing x-rays and bomb scans and they're showing everything and oh man look how cool the border patrol is and all this awesome stuff that they got who knows how everything's getting in because we got this stuff on lock can't be coming in through here obviously so here he is in front of congress bringing his findings Members of this honorable committee, I uh, not so long ago stood in front of you and I promised to eliminate any compromised operations that were left behind by our predecessors. The whites. I also said that this agency could not and should not survive if it were ever to serve any other interests other than those of the American people. But I admit I had ulterior motives. My real goal. CIA, really? however naive, was to prove to those American people that our system of government as a whole could once again be trusted. Just like us, the CIA. I failed. That harsh realization came to me in the exact moment that my team was risking their lives 
to seize and disarm five biochemical weapons that had made their way into our very own backyard. Saving American lives. That moment it became very clear. That, as you said, sir, how we got here, well, it could no longer solely be attributed to outside forces. Dr. Ryan, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not sure that we follow uh, to, to what end. Senator, you began today by saying that this country is under an unprecedented threat. Well, I believe you're right. But ironically, it was Zayara Limos, the now deceased architect of the strike, who in her delusion was actually the one to reveal the true nature of that threat. And it was not the plan that she attempted to pull off. Uh -oh. It was the very real weakness within our own system mm. that gave her the confidence to attempt this at all. Dr. Ryan, this fails to answer my question. Once again, you have broken protocols to avert a strike. You're absolutely right. I did not follow protocols. Uh -oh. My team and I acted on instinct and tried to stop the perceived threat by any means necessary. That's why we gotta give them the space Our to operate. Our actions in Croatia forced Zayar Limos to expedite an endgame that had long been in motion. An endgame I imagine was meticulously planned and prepared for. Which is why we need more money. An endgame that if disrupted could lead to mistakes. Dr. Ryan, what kind of mistakes? A little one, Senator. For instance, I had no idea that every single vehicle carrier that comes across our border into the United States needs to be pre-registered, pre-weighed, pre-approved. I'm sure Senator Henshaw knew that, being the senator from the great state of Texas. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and then he would also know that the only way to expedite any shipment of any kind into this country, well, that would take a direct authorization from someone only in the highest levels of our government. Yeah, because the senator point. would sign is, off senator, on that. You evil it's Republican. Me a long yeah. time, but I finally realized that no matter how hard I try, and no matter doesn't how that guy kind of look I like break, DeSantis? I will never have yeah. the real power in this government. That's what not like the power for. you have, sir. Power to sign a document just like this. Oh. Is that your signature, Senator Henshaw? I have no idea what you mean. Because if it is, I hold here evidence of Senator Henshaw's complicity in the attempted strike. How dare you? Bribes orchestrated by Bio Soji, who is currently in custody, yeah. in return for large-scale donations to Senator Henshaw's re-election campaign. Dr. Ryan, I demand a retraction. No, sir, your ability to demand anything just vanished. Because you, you are the weakness Dirty that Miss Lemos was talking about. And I pray to God that you were ignorant to her greater ambition, to the five cities and countless lives that you put at risk. You but if you were, so much. it was your greed that made you blind. Greedy. When it comes to the safety Greedy of the capitalist. American people, I believe that blindness of that magnitude is as good as pulling the trigger. Dr. Oh Ryan, you listen to me. No, sir, you listen. That is the sound of your country telling you it deserved better. Yeah. Dr. Ryan, you will be uh. seated. Woo! Will not walk down this room! It's you, it's Unreal, isn't it? This is the CIA broadcast system right here. Yeah, we're not the problem. We don't do anything wrong. We don't overthrow governments nope. and start wars. Nope.
We're not in Ukraine because of this right now. It's you, dirty Republican. It's not our border policies. It's not the war on drugs. It's not, you know, failures from so many agencies. It's you. It's not. You dirty Nazi Republican. You Nazi. It's a good thing we got all these good black people, enlightened black people in here to get rid of these Republican Nazis. It's it's not operating outside of uh, regulations and protocols. We're doing it because we care about you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, obviously. And I mean, it, like we even have regulations and protocols. <laughs> regulations and protocols for the CIA. You know what? How that happens? You go, hey, you broke a regulation and protocol. They go, you know what? We'll run an investigation into that. Yep, we'll investigate ourselves and found out what happened. And you know what? We'll get back to you on that. That that should be that should be our. <laughs> That's how the CIA wa- operates. That should be our first uh, "Too Hard for the Radio" T-shirt. I trust the CIA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So well, you know, since our CIA is so successful with like rooting out these dirty Nazis, why don't we check in with how they're doing in Canada? We have here in the chamber today Ukrainian Canadians, Ukrainian Canadian world veteran from the Second World War who fought the Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the troops today, even at his age of 98. Standing O. This guy's really packing him in. goes on for like another minute we're gonna cut it off here andy no hey nolan quick quick pop quiz who fought the russians in world war ii uh the germans right the nazis that is correct this guy was an ss fucking nazi got a standing o in congress nazis that's you know that's yeah you know he was just following orders (laughs) He was a good soldier. Absolutely. Dude, Poland's trying to deport this guy. They're like, we want this fucking guy. He's wanted for war crimes. What are you guys doing? The guy who introduced him had to resign. At first, he said he wasn't going to resign. But I mean, how do you not resign after that? (laughs) You know, the American, you know, you American Republican out there, you're a Nazi. But meanwhile, the actual Nazis in Ukraine are were funding actual Nazis in Ukraine. And now we're applauding actual Nazis in Canada. It's a brilliant thing. It's it's brilliant. All right. I think we're going to call it there for a night. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Have a good night. Subscribe to our YouTube channel.